Hello, and welcome to The Successory Show with Trevor and Riley, where we are creating success in life and sport. I am Riley Presnell. You may have heard me on like the Ritual Podcast, or maybe you follow me on Instagram. Um, some people know my co-host. I don't know. He's not really that great. But, uh, <laughs> but before he takes over, I just want to say that um, The Successory Show, the name of this podcast was my idea and we have joint custody over the word successory. That's that's accurate. We do have joint custody over the word successory, which was created randomly in a, in a video and we have a debate over who started it. By the way, I am Trevor Jaffe and we are both powerlifting coaches and we both rem- work remote online. Riley has managed many social media accounts and I have managed many athletes as well as her managing athletes. So we have a lot of experience with managing athletes success on and off the platform and we both serve in a mentor role to several several lifters in different capacity we thought it'd be cool to bring an opportunity to bring a platform for us to speak about success in life and in sport and habits that we can usually do to provide that or things we have to go through and one of our first things today we wanted to talk about was was action takers versus action fakers, which is something we've been talking about a lot recently is like people who pretend to be busy or pretend to be doing something versus people who actually are doing something. And because we both work with very high level athletes or at least athletes within the powerlifting realm, it's very important that people actually take action towards their goals versus faking action, which we'll break down. Riley will break down what you would think action faking is. Yeah, so I've I've written uh, a caption about this actually on Instagram before because it was something that really stuck out to me. Um, Trevor and I like to watch a lot of videos before we go to sleep, like just to learn about anything that we can. And we listen to this one called The Productivity Game, I think it is on YouTube. And that one will break down books and like what all the topics in them are. And that's kind of how we decide what books to buy. And one that really caught my attention was um, something called Action Faking, and it was from Scripted. Unscripted. Or Unscripted. MJ DeMarco. Yep. Um, And basically, what he does is he talks about how a lot of people in self-development are action fakers. And like one really, really, really strong example of this is the person who continues to buy self-development book after self-development book after self-development book but applies none of these principles to them actually getting any better. Like they, they read all these books and they're like, oh, I'm doing a good thing because I'm buying a book that's telling me how to be better at whatever it is that I'm doing, but then they apply none of it to their lives. So that's action faking because you're, you're taking a fake action in order to try to, to like achieve a goal that you've set, but you're not actually taking any actionable steps towards that goal. So it's something that stuck out to me because it's something that I feel like I see a lot um, in people that are in kind of our sport and like in our realm is they talk about what they're going to do a lot, but not a lot of people actually do what they say that they're going to do. Um, Action faking, I feel like everyone kind of runs into at some point, but uh, you know, like most recently... I feel like I really wanted to expand and grow my name. I've worked with um, like Ritual Apparel to help like grow them with their like social media presence. Um, I worked with Subject Zero, help them grow their social media presence as well. And I figured like, you know, it's kind of time that I grow uh, me, you know, which is like my most important brand. So I stepped back a little bit. I was doing the Ritual podcast and, you know, I stepped back to do this podcast to like put up my website to do all these things in order to grow 
who I am instead of just consistently growing everyone else because like it is important to help people but it's also important to put yourself first too and so you know if I just continued to support other people's brands and like help all those other brands grow but not actually growing myself that's kind of me action faking and that was something that I realized that I was doing so uh here I am starting a new podcast (laughs) venture and you know putting out my website and putting out templates and t-shirts and just like putting myself out there more because I want to grow. So I actually have to take legitimate action towards that instead of just saying that I'm going to do those things or instead of showing other people how to do those things, I have to actually show that I can do these things too. Yeah, that's the first step is is realizing that you were action faking, not action taking. Because what that basically means is you're pretending to be busy instead of being actually productive. And so if you look at your goal, are you doing things that bring you closer to your goal or just doing things that keep you busy to buy time and do things and constantly put them off? And when she was talking about the personal development or self-help books, they all have the same message and they all have action steps you're supposed to take, but very few people take the action steps. They just keep buying more and more and more self-development books, which makes you feel good. You get that dopamine spike. You go to a Tony Robbins meeting and you're like, yeah, I can take on the world. But if you don't actually do the steps he provides for you, you're back at his meeting next year still going, this is the year I do it. This is the year I do it. And I'm kind of guilty of that. Everybody's guilty of it. I'm guilty as well. I have book after book after book piling up that I don't even get to, but you know, Amazon sells me books and I love them for it. So I will buy them and I don't even get a chance to apply them all. So we're all having some level of guilt as far as action faking. What is action taking is really just what Riley said. It was time for her to step up to come out from behind the curtain to be in front of the camera because we actually are on YouTube on this one as well and take that action towards building her brand, building her business because she's done such a wonderful job building others. Now, just in this short time, she's developed a website. She's developed an apparel for her own brand. You know, She's developed stock programs that lifters can buy. There's, these are action steps that she's taking that's building her dream as opposed to building somebody else's dream. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of people to do when it comes to action taking is putting yourself out there. So step it's scary. Yeah. Step one is an accountability system. And I was lucky. I was Riley's accountability system. She can rely on people like our friend Paul, who she had a great conversation with on these steps, who's also doing something similar. So the first step is if you want to take action is build an accountability system. What does an accountability system mean to you? Um, that, I mean, basically that you're following through, like whatever it is that you say that you're going to do. Sometimes that does have to come in the form of other people, like holding you accountable for those things. Because, you know, if you're someone who makes a list every single day and like says, I have to complete these tasks in order to achieve X goal. But if you're, if you're just writing the tasks down, but not actually doing them, you're not holding any accountability for yourself. So for me, it usually is, um, like my support group, which happens to be Trevor and a few other friends. And they kind of just usually reaffirm what it is that I'm already thinking and like what I know I should be doing. But they're telling me like, no, you you have to do this in order to grow. And I think that's uh, really important to have. And also you, you touched on uh, like productivity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that's thrown around in like self-development that is taken a wrong way. And what actually like causes a lot of this action faking is that people think that in order to be successful, they have to be productive and busy, but like or they have to be busy all the time, but productivity and busyness aren't the same thing. Like you can be super, super busy all day, every single day, but you're busy watching Netflix and you know, like scrolling through social media. That's not, that's, that's busy. That's not productive. Yeah. I could be busy cleaning the room. I could be busy cleaning the house 
or I can be productive and I can pay somebody else to clean my entire house for me. So, you know, that, that $120 it cost me saves me five hours of my time or actually probably two days at the speed I clean. And in those two days, I can do 10 more athlete programs and 15 more video reviews and a podcast now. So it's understanding was what keeps you busy versus what is productive. And productive are steps that take you closer to your goal versus busy are just things that occupy your time. And to me, time is the most valuable asset we have. It is the one asset, time and life are the one things you can't get back. So I really, really value my time, which makes me systemize my day. Like I have my deep work hours, which is the first thing in the morning, and then I have my training hours, and I will get to athlete review and communication after 2 p.m. when I can be open and accessible to them without being distracted by my deep work. So that's how I structure my day. So it's really important to have systems. So that's the next thing. After you've got your accountability time where you can tell your friends like, here, this is what I want to do. Remind me every day, ask me every day, see what I'm doing every day and make sure I'm coming up doing these things on my task list. Because if you're just like Riley said, if you're just writing them down, who's accountable for it? Write them down and tell people. Let your, choose your accountability partners. You let them know what you want to do, when your deadline is, what you're going to do it by. So you actually stick up and do it. They're going to, they're going to call you on your bullshit. Then second thing is, you know, Productivity lists, which I like to call time batching. It's actually, I, I picked it up from uh, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, which is kind of ridiculous to have a 4-Hour Workweek. But in the idea is, is you create your schedule. So what are your ideal times to do everything? And we have the opposite. She likes to do her social media in the morning. I like to do my social media in the afternoon so I can get to creative and program work in the morning before I'm distracted by the stress of my, my clients and so forth. So I love you all, but, they, <laughs> but some of the things you do can be stressful. So that's how, I, you know, that's how I find my most productive days is reversing my schedule to where my mornings is my deep work and her afternoons and evenings is her deep work. So, so that's step one is accountability. Step two is time batching, scheduling systems, becoming productive that way. Also within that, um, looking at looking at your actual task list, I think is important because so let's say that your task is to organize the office, right? So that takes you 45 minutes to an hour to organize your office, but you've actually accomplished really nothing other than the fact that you've like color coded your post-it notes or something, <laughs> but you've done nothing actually productive. But like Trevor mentioned earlier, you get that dopamine spike of like, oh, I accomplished something, I'm checking something off the list, this is, I'm being productive. And like, you weren't productive organizing your office, you would have been better off, you know, uh, setting up your website or whatever it is that your actual goal is. Like, you have to look at the tasks that you're actually writing down and like, look and see if they're actually uh, steps towards that goal. Like, I understand organization and things like that are important, but don't have filler tasks. Like, you need tasks that actually take action, not things that are just easily crossed off. And another thing with that is, um, Trevor and I kind of, Trevor just kind of mentioned that, but we find it important to, like, tackle your hardest tasks early in the day. Mm -hmm. So that way everything else is kind of simple and easy from there. Like, the hardest tasks for me every single day is getting on social media, making any sort of posts, responding to direct messages or any, you know, um, issues that I have there and then go train. And then after that is when I program because programming for me runs a lot smoother and I feel like people check in with me less later in the day. Whereas people check in with Trevor more later in the day, me less later in the day. So we structure our day around that and you just tackle the hardest thing first because then everything after that is like really smooth sailing rather than pushing off that one big final task until it's like 7 like 7:30 or 8 p.m. and then you're too exhausted to even complete that and then you've set yourself and your goals back one more day.
Yeah. And uh, there's a great Mark Twain quote when he talks about that. And if you listen to this and you watch this, you'll get used to me because I have like thousands of quotes in my brain from people I look up to and learn from. And he said, if you have to eat a frog, eat the biggest one first, which is getting you know, that hardest task out of the way so everything else seems easier and smoother because whatever your most stressful task is to you, that's what you want to knock off your list first because it makes the rest of the day much more productive because you've already done the hardest task. Everything else beyond that is easy. So if you have to eat a frog, eat the biggest one first. So that's beyond that. The next thing is actually taking that risk and putting yourself out there. So you have a goal, you have an accountability system. And <laughs> that's the hard part for a lot of people is putting themselves out there. But if you don't put yourself out there, which you, know, you can call it sales, you can call it marketing, I look at it as providing value. How much value am I providing for a customer or to somebody who is paying attention to us at a podcast or online? How much information, how much can I help them? Because that's something that comes back to me through reciprocity. How much value am I offering? But if you don't have a business, if you don't have a customer, you don't have any value to offer anyone, you don't have any reason to manage anything, you can organize all your post-it notes, color because you don't even have a business. So think about and create how much value you can put out there. And believe me, we talk about this all the time, no matter how simple you think it is, it's complex to somebody else and you're going to give someone that aha moment or that lightning moment or an understanding moment. So the most basic concepts are only basic to us because we've done them for so many years or experienced them. To somebody else, it's brand new. To the six week old power lifter who's only been doing it for six weeks, it's brand new. To the six year veteran, it's something they've heard over and over again, but they didn't get there until year six. So always keep in mind, nothing is too simple or straightforward to teach or tell someone because that's what their fundamentals are built off of. So step three is start putting yourself out there towards your goals and we have multiple platforms. This will be on YouTube. You can podcast, you can write captions like Riley likes to do. You can post stories, you can create video. There's so many things you can do to put yourself out there. If coaching is what you wanna do or even just as a lifter, you know, an accountability group within your social media circle, you can put every day, these are the meals I'm having if you're nutrient tracking, you know, if you're counting your macros. You can put your gym sessions. Some people use their Instagram as like a training log. You can look back and go over how you lifted, what you lifted. So if things fall apart, you have something you can reference back to, or you can send your coach saying, hey, I was lifting this way, how? Somehow along the way, I've lost it. What do you see that I can get back? You know, things like that. So put yourself out there with those communication channels. See, what Trevor's doing right here is basically calling me out. A hundred percent. Because this is like this is definitely the part that I struggle with the most that I work on um, all the time, every single day, uh, day after day. I have to work on being okay with like putting myself out there, and you know, like I'm surrounded by so many coaches who are really, really smart and have a lot more skin in the game than I do, and like a lot more years on me. And I'm like, well, what I say is not important because I haven't been doing this as long, and then you know I'll put out like a small piece of content even if it's something like putting out my warm-ups or my accessories like something things that are very 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 simple for me and think I think that you know no one will get anything from it and like six people will be like thanks for posting that really simple thing that you posted because I never thought about it that way and I'm like wow what a concept and then Trevor has this really smug look on his face where he's like this one. see <laughs> where he's like see I told you um, so it's it's definitely like scary, especially if it's your, you know, if it's your first time putting stuff out there, like first time putting yourself out there, it is really scary. Um, I am more, I will be totally transparent with people about like my emotions and how I'm feeling all the time. That stuff doesn't scare me, but like using my intelligence and my coaching and like uh, everything that I had, like all my abilities there, that stuff is scary to me. Like I'll write a caption uh, all day talking about how I struggle with stuff like this, but I will hesitate to put out my accessories because I'm like, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong and someone thinks that I look stupid. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's my flaw. And that's where I know that like I have to set my goals and make my tasks things that revolve around me actually taking action. Um, I get like really weirdly nervous in front of Trevor to record uh, content videos. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's really embarrassing. Um, but I'm getting a little bit better about it now. So I, I think like since I ripped off the Band-Aid and decided to kind of do things for myself, you know, like start my website and like just solely promote that, like I am basically my own entity now uh, by itself without the support of really any any other brand, I guess, like cushioning me. And that was kind of like a realization that I made. So I feel less scared about it now. And also I'm kind of to the point where it's like the, and Trevor helped me realize this too, uh, the people that are my audience and the people that are going to pay attention to what I have to say will always be my audience. The people that maybe have something negative to say or think I sound dumb or have just really whatever they want to say about it they're not going to be my audience anyways. Um, if anything, the, they, like they're not going to purchase anything of mine regardless. So it doesn't matter. Like those people it, don't matter. Your haters don't matter things. at all. Yeah. yeah. So putting yourself out there and being scared of like, um, someone judging you for what you're doing. It's like, that's okay. Those people, uh, do you think about those people when they're not judging you? Like if you don't, if you don't generally think about those people until it's brought to your attention that maybe they didn't like hundred percent of what you did, and it's probably not worth your time. Um, you know, like it's better to just keep doing the thing that you love to do, regardless of who thinks it's dumb or who thinks it's not good enough or whatever. So those, those people, um, those people aren't your people. <laughs> yeah. And you talked about your first time and you know, they say that you never forget your first time. I certainly haven't. Mine was awful when it was under a bridge, but <laughs> I remember the best times. So, and they do get better with time. And yeah, you know, the first videos I put out that were educational and content related were awful. And I didn't even like talk through them or do things to the camera. I would just like write a caption underneath and explain why. And they got more and more popular. I'm like, you know what? I should probably expound on these and do more and speak through them. And so it's become, it's, several of them, I'm in my underwear. And they were still popular, and they were still good, and they were still shared around, even though I have an obnoxious underwear collection. So it's just a matter of taking yourself out of that comfort zone, and that's how you really know you're taking action. If you're uncomfortable with every one of the tasks and things you're doing, then you're definitely taking action. But that action step brings you further and further along your goal path, as opposed to, like Riley said, finding reasons to be busy. That's got actually getting you anywhere. You can be like, oh, yeah, I'm really busy. Can't hang out. I'm busy all the time. It's like, are you really busy? Or you yeah. just pretend busy? Are you, are you busy or are you, are you busy? watching Netflix? <laughs> like, what is, what is it that you're actually doing that yeah. you think makes you busy? There's a lot of shows I've missed out on, but there's a lot of personal growth that I got instead. So business growth, personal growth, and actual friendships, believe it or not. Even though I, I barely talk to people in person, I have hundreds of people I get to communicate with online that I have a very close bond with that I talk to all the time, which is part of my tribe. Um, we call it a cult. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. It might be spiked. But nonetheless, cult actually stands for culture, and that's a big message that we're, we actually started this podcast for was to enhance strength culture and success culture because they're one and the same. Success on the platform is success in life if you build those same characteristics up and travel them from your training to your life. So we're going to go and, exp and expand on a lot of different topics over the months as we go on and do this and hopefully uh, you will like it and you appreciate it too enough to, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, share it, subscribe to whatever source you listen to your podcast on. We want to bring this to you. So if you have ideas or topics or things you want us to discuss, by all means, send them to us because that's our goal is to help you. And in turn, we help ourselves because we provide more value to our cult, our community, which helps us grow. You know, I want to grow. You want to grow. She wants to grow. Let's all grow together because we are stronger together. Yeah. And it doesn't, um, it doesn't have to be like just specific to powerlifting. Like that's, 
that's one thing that we want to make pretty clear is that like a lot of these things do relate back to powerlifting in one way or another. Like taking action is always going to be better for a powerlifter than not. But I mean, these go back to like business, starting your own brand, like representing yourself, really, really anything. Like there's a lot of um, collective information and wisdom between the two of us. Most of the wisdom was within me. But... <laughs> Unfair. <laughs> So, I've forgotten more than I remember. Maybe that's the problem. I'm old. <laughs> so it can really be like anything. Um, it's no secret that Trevor and I are both like, we like to talk. So it's not, <laughs> that's not really a secret. So we can really talk about anything for, you know, the half an hour that we're here and have your attention. So we want it to be things that um, are, you know, beneficial to you guys and that you can get something from. Right. So we've talked about accountability. We've talked about taking steps. We've talked about productivity. How do you measure your progress? Because that's a big thing that I talk to a lot of people is they only see the distance they have to the goal and they don't see the steps they've already taken and the growth they've already had. What do you like to do to look back on the progress and basically celebrate your small wins? Oh, so actually I made a, I made a post today on Instagram about kind of relative to this. Um, where I mentioned that it's, it's hard to forget to celebrate the small wins and, um, a girl named Kayla commented on it and she said, you know, uh, I forget to do this too. I think what I'm going to start doing is weekly, I'm going to reflect on some small things that I won at. And I told her that was a great idea, you know, like make a small list. And like, if you put it on like a little sticky note and put it on your mirror or whatever it is that you do, um, I think that's a really good idea. I have a post-it note on my computer that actually has like my one, five and 10 year goals written on there. And then within those one year goals, um, I kind of just reflect on those and like see how close I am, but I try not to do it too often. Um, because I do think that if you're consistently checking at it every day, you're going to of course see less progress because you're checking it every 24 hours, asking yourself if you're any closer, like if you didn't do anything, of course, you're not any closer to those uh, Again, goals. that's a form of action faking is yeah. constantly looking for that dopamine spike, you know, every day of how many likes you get or how many shares you get. That's a, that's a dopamine spike. And yeah. that's, that's wasting time because it doesn't matter. So one thing I'm doing right now, um, one of my one year, like my goals for a year from now was to pay off all my debt. Um, I will make like, I'll make uh, one or two payments every single month that are more than my minimum because stop just paying the minimum if you have a credit card debt. Pay more than the minimum. Don't be dumb. But, um, you know, like I only check that statement once a month because I know that my, my statement reflection isn't going to update until that like one monthly time. So I'm not going to keep checking back and like think that I've made zero progress even though I put money on it. So I'm going to check that once a month. So for me, that's like a nice little reminder to be like, oh, hey wow, I've paid off 66% of what I wanted to for this whole year and I've only been doing this for three months. You know, so I think that um, Kayla, the girl that commented on my post, I think that her weekly reflection of like small things that she did that added up over the week, whether that's, you know, um, didn't end my session crying. Uh, if Dawn's listening, she'll laugh at that because... Uh, my lifter Dawn had, had multiple sessions in a row where she left every session crying. And, you know, she came back for that like fourth one and it still was a rough day, but she was like, but I didn't cry. And I'm like, Hey, that's a win. That's you a didn't, win. you didn't cry today. 
So, you know, if that's, even if your only win that week is you got through your whole workout and you didn't cry, or, you know, you um, didn't tell yourself how dumb you were this week, or something along those lines, because self-deprecating behavior is what a lot of people exhibit, I feel. And so I think just maybe taking, if you're having a hard time realizing like what progress you've made, I think at the end of the day, reflecting on, hey, what did I accomplish today? Instead of just trying to check things off the list, actually reflecting back on what it is that you did and being like, oh, I did accomplish this thing. Like this does get me closer, that's cool. And recognizing those small steps. Like for me, um, I was having a hard time realizing any success that I had within my personal brand. And, you know, I made a website and I posted three template programs. I put up a shirt and I made a significant amount of money in two weeks that I wouldn't normally get. And I don't want to say I didn't do anything because I did the work one time, but I made a good amount of money just from putting that up two times on my story. Right. You know, so like that was something that I needed to celebrate. Did the work put yourself out there, yeah. had accountability, and it's already paying off for you. And uh, clearly, I'm a terrible partner because I didn't even know this Instagram post existed today <laughs> until just now as we're recording this. And we're like 10 hours deep into the day. I'm like, so I have to go search Instagram after this and find this post. It's fine. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't pay attention to me. Well, you know, that's, that's part of my task list. <laughs> pay attention to Riley. It's probably, it's probably should be like number one, but I think it's like four or five at the moment. So. Personally, I think it should be number one, but apparently I'm chopped liver. I don't. I hope you're better now. I'm not a fan of the liver. <laughs> Desiccated liver tablets, wonderful for you. Chopped liver, not so much. Uh, so, are you going to redeem yourself now that you uh, haven't seen my post yet? Yeah, off camera. There's going to be lots of off camera redeeming <laughs> and buttering up and like, oh man, I'm terrible. I didn't know this existed. And I got to put like cute comments and like heart emojis and everything possible to show love. He knows the drill. Yeah. <laughs> Been told what not to do enough. You know, you eventually you learn. But that's, that's our goal. You know, we're, we're just using this as an intro episode, and we will have a lot of topics to discuss. And we want to talk about personal finance. We want to talk about personal responsibility. We want to talk about action taking. We want to talk about personal development. There's a lot that means to us that also means to our community of a way to make people better. So there will be times we talk about lifting. There will be times we talk about life. There might be times we talk about relationships because, hey, listen, no one's perfect, and we all learn, and we all grow together. And I only know what I know because of how many mistakes I've made. I'm a big fan of chasing failure. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people. Like, why would you chase failure? Because failure is an opportunity to learn if you really change your mind frame and look at it that way. You know, anytime I failed something, it's not that I couldn't achieve it. It's just I didn't know how to yet. And I will learn how. Because if the goal means something to you, like the goal actually means something to you, it's not a wish or a dream, you will do whatever is necessary to achieve that. And there's a lot of failure that paves that path there. And all those failures are little lessons that you learn along the way. Yeah, I mean, those are those are things that I talk to my lifters about, too, is how, like, important failure is. Um, I may not always be the best at, like, taking my own advice when it comes to that thing, but... Um, yeah, that psychology degree works better for others. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't teach you to psychoanalyze yeah. yourself. You're not, you're not supposed to do that. So, you know, um, I, I do think it's important to talk about, like, to, like, the lifters that I coach about, like, days that they failed to wait or, you know, like times that they struggled with things. Like, I do think that those are important to reflect back on because then you do have something to base, like, your future success off of is if you failed once, like, if someone sends me a video and they're like, man, I failed the third rep, I'm like, cool, that gives you an opportunity to hit that third rep next week. And then that's an automatic win. Like, there are ways to look at your failure in 
better ways than as a failure. Mm-hmm. It's a, every time Trevor asks me to identify what failure is, I tell him it's a learning opportunity. And it is. Like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt or it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck, but it is a learning opportunity and it helps guide you forward to those successes and away from the failures. Yeah. So I don't like fearing failure. I like chasing failure. Of course, we're all going to be guilty of a fear of failure because that's what we happen is we start thinking worst case scenario. But if it doesn't actually end your life or end somebody else's, it's not that big a deal to have failed. It's more of an, an, it's a big deal if you don't learn from failure. You know, if you haven't learned from the experience then you've truly failed. But if you haven't achieved something, it just means you haven't achieved it yet. I can look back and kind of laugh uh, you know, how many times I missed a certain number in competition and now that number is 100 pounds less than what my current lift is. Yeah. You know, I think about that. I was like, there was a time it was really frustrating me and it took me two and a half years to hit this one number in competition, which is now legitimately 100 pounds less than my, my max deadlift and how many times I missed it and how, how much I felt like I failed. But what I learned is I had to take more responsibility. I had to take more responsibility for my nutrition. I had to take more responsibility for my sleep. I had to take more responsibility for stress management and I had to adhere to the program more so I wasn't going to a meet fatigued. I was going to a meet fresh so I can show my best. And that really applies with everything in life. We're gonna get a test of how good these microphones are because it is absolutely pouring and lightning right now. <laughs> we'll see if it picks up. So we know if we got the good stuff or not, if you actually hear some thunder and lightning on these. Oh, let me know if you actually hear the thunder that I know you're paying attention to. <laughs> so reach out to us if you want on Instagram. It's at Jackie Strength or at Riley Presnell. This will go up on YouTube. We'll probably link to the social media on there as well if you want to reach out. And if you have topics or things you want us to discuss or talk about with you or maybe even submit questions for us, that would be awesome too. We'll gladly answer them. This is a great forum for us to interact with you, to help you learn, to help educate you, to help motivate you. And most of all, it's a great platform for us to connect with you because that's really what my, my I call it a cult, but it's culture of strength. You know, we want to connect with you. We want to have everyone feeling like they're welcomed within this community because when I came into this community, I'm as old as I am, you weren't welcome. Like if you weren't that 300 pound guy with a beard who squatted wide and sat back and single ply or multiply, you didn't belong. And now raw is a common place. So it kind of shows you the, the, the way things shift. So I want everyone to belong. I want everyone to feel like they're part of this community. So please interact. Let us know what you'd like us to discuss or talk about or questions you have for us. We can go over literally anything because it's our own podcast. We can do whatever we want. We own this. <laughs> Co-own. <laughs> there are no rules on the accessory show. Yes, right. Also, um, what would be really cool is that when we do post it, if you leave us a review, um, preferably five star or four if you're feeling realistic because <laughs> let's, let's be real. The only people that leave five star reviews are those who feel coerced or your partner or your best friends or whatever. So um, leaving a review would be really cool. But yeah, like Trevor said, just reach out to us if you have anything that you want to add or you want us to talk about. Um, I'm probably the more organized of the two, so it may be best to push your ideas to me. (laughs) She means that she can filter them so I don't pontificate on everything that I love so much and that she can filter them first and decide what we're talking about. That's not true. So... uh, Anyways, yeah, so thanks for tuning in to episode one of the Successory Show, where we help you create success in life and sport. Hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed recording and figuring out how to do all this stuff, uh, because it's complicated. This is our action taking, learning technology that we don't understand, so thank you. Yeah, all right.
Is there, is there like an official goodbye? But how do we, what do we do here? So long, it's been nice, goodbye, see you next week. We're gonna probably drop this every Tuesday, <laughs> although we're not recording on Tuesday because we're gonna have to figure out how to edit this. So bear with us, <laughs> but goodbye for now and see you next Tuesday. Isn't that like an acronym for something awful? If you know what it is, if you know what it is, <laughs> then you might, you might be one mm -hmm. or you have probably called someone one before. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, goodbye everyone.